tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez. I'm the Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And usually when you listen, wherever you are in the political spectrum, you get my general principles. Fiscal conservatism, civil liberties, and uh, the non-aggression principle. You can't start a war unless it's in defense of, uh, against an attack. And most of the time people I can understand where I'm coming from. But sometimes, like in this case, I look at this uh Garland, Texas attack. This woman, Pam Geller, or her organization, uh, Stop Islamization of America, also called the American Freedom Defense Initiative. She held a a Muhammad cartoon drawing contest. And then a couple of jihadists came to shoot the place up. They were stopped by uh, a Garland, Texas cop and security guard on the perimeter of this facility. And uh, I, I just look at it. She's, she's getting a lot of press for defending free speech. I understand that. Uh, I'm not sure she is a real devotee of the First Amendment because she led the charge against building the mosque at Ground Zero. And that was a bummer for me because as a libertarian, I had to defend those people's right to build the mosque on their own private property to practice their religion. But it's just so distasteful to me very upsetting to me, uh, and it was upsetting to her, but I defended their right to do that like I defend her right to hold this contest, even though it also, like to them, is in bad taste. But I'm talking about regular Muslims. I don't care about jihadists and their feelings because they're committing violent acts uh, not in defense of a violent attack. So in my philosophy, I can use force violence to stop those guys they were killed by the police if they were trying to kill people they should be killed by the police and i could never ever use the force of government to try to stop her pam geller from saying or doing whatever she wants on her own private property as long as she is not encroaching on the rights of others i mean i think the principles are crystal clear i also think that these kind of events do create an atmosphere of fear that allow us to uh, let the government encroach on our rights. So now we're going to get the USA Patriot Act renewed 14 years after 9-11, and I bet it gets expanded. I think that it's going to be worse than ever. And I think we're used to the idea of surveillance. We've just been saturated with the thought ever since Snowden came out and told us about it. And I think that that's, that's the real problem. That's what I really worry about. So I want to know what you think, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. 
Uh, I'm going to go to Maurice in Atlanta. Maurice, you're on with Monica. There. Um, but you're great. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the air. Thank you. Not everybody feels that way today, I can tell you, Maurice, because I'm a little controversial when it comes to this stuff, because sticking to the principles can really make you nervous. Like my mom. My mom's like, don't talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, I've got a lot of points to say here, but let me just shoot this in. I don't know if you've seen in any of the other Charlie Nebo uh, cartoons, but there was one... Uh, you know, uh, you know. I hate to say this, but you, you know, you're talking about free speech here, and it was a drawing of, of uh, Christ fornicating with uh, God. Yeah, it was a holy trinity menage a trois. It was awful and offensive, and I would never say I'm Charlie. I defend their rights, but I don't celebrate their choices. Right, and then the other thing. Uh, Given the conversation about Sharia law, I mean, well, I have a million things I could say to you because you're such a fresh thing. But uh, I don't know if you're aware of the Noahide laws, um, no. which were they were passed uh, during Bush Jr.'s time uh, by the Chabad Lipovich. I'm probably mispronouncing it. Group. They went in. Um, I don't know. You know, you can look this up the details of how they presented it, but they are essentially Old Testament laws, very similar to Sharia laws, that actually, uh, if you read the fine print, it divides the population into Gentiles and Jews. And it also has, uh, there's Old Testament kinds of uh, things like uh, chopping heads off and stuff like that. You're not um, saying these are laws in this country. They they passed it in some form. Now, I don't know. Uh, All right, Maurice, you're going to have to back that up. That yeah. sounds like it could be a myth, like an urban legend. If you can help me figure that out, give me an email or put it on the Facebook. Yeah, I'm not. I'm in a grocery store right now. Okay, no, it's no problem. We we continue this conversation all week long. MonicaPerezShow.com. You can email me, tweet, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, but tell me again the name of it, and I'll try to look at it up uh, on the break. Noah Hyde. Uh, it's like the word Noah, you know, as in I, yeah, the biblical person. N O A H I D E, I believe. But all right. uh, I'll look it up. What else you, you know, got? Thank you. Uh, I can ramble on here with other odd things that are equally, uh, like, do you know about Albert Pike? Uh, I don't buy that, about the three world wars. Yes, exactly. I don't. I looked into that, and I feel like that's debunked. Uh, Uh, So Albert Pike had this thing where there was a plan over 100 years ago to have, or around 100 years ago, to have three world wars. And we got the first two, but we're waiting for the third one. Now, that doesn't mean I don't think that these psychopaths at the top don't want a third uh, world war for their own sick purposes. I mean, if you want to talk about fundamentally transforming this country, that would be the way to do it. Think of it. World wars have happened. We can't hardly conceive of it now, but they have happened. And I have read in stuff that I have not debunked that I've actually confirmed or with, you know, legitimate sources that uh, the, the, Powers that be, starting with the Carnegie Endowment 100 years ago, wanted war, 
in order to fundamentally transform this country to uh, to disconnect us from defense of our history and our principles and that the first war wasn't quite enough and the second world war was was necessary but um so you know about the franklin school i don't know uh, which is essentially a communist intellectual think bank uh that was transported over here they were kicked out of nazi germany they came into uh columbia university in particular and there are all these intellectuals, uh, Boaz, I think, is one of them, and Adorno. And essentially, you know, it, <laughs> the implication is uh, multiculturalism and destruction of the family. It's totally Aldous Huxley's uh, dream come true. I will look that up, too, because there is, if you if you look at what I call deep history, a lot of the stuff that I read is from the mid 20th century, where there were still people who were from the old world, basically the old America, who saw that there were plans from the top, maybe originating with the UN or or the UN was part of that to really change the world. And the Bill of Rights is a big barrier to that kind of world government. And in order to get us to stop defending it, the American people, as the last bastion against this, you have to disconnect the kids from the parents. You have to disconnect the people from the culture. And there's a lot of different ways they do that, that they plan to do it. War is one way. Welfare is another way. These things are, there is evidence that this stuff was thought up in advance for the purpose of changing our society. So uh, some of the stuff you said, Maurice, I have debunked some, I have confirmed. I'll continue to follow up on it and you can uh, communicate with me, especially on Facebook. It's a great way to do it. I'm going to Alan in Atlanta. Alan, you're on with Monica. Hi there. Hi, Alan. I think the uh, radical jihadists are just insecure about their faith. I mean, I'm a Baptist, you're a Catholic, but you don't see any Baptist jihadists. You don't see any Catholic jihadists. I mean, the seven-day Adventists, you don't see any jihadists. Can you imagine Muslims going around like the seven-day jihadists, and you say you're not interested, you're secure, and they just shoot you? That would not happen. I mean, that's yeah. just, I think they're insecure about it. And the only way they can uh, satisfy their insecurities is by killing everybody that disagrees with them. It's just stupid. I mean, how many times have you looked in the New York Times or any newspaper, and there have been cartoons depicting... God and Jesus Christ and all the rest of them, and I just turned the page. You know, well, I think one people, thing oh, is, shoot somebody. <laughs> if you look at, uh, like, I have uh, had, you know, in my personal life, I've thought of things that I don't uh, agree with, with the Catholic Church, and what you can do, what tenet of Catholicism, which isn't well um, advertised in church when you go, is that you actually required to uh, hold everything up to your own conscience. So you can't do something against your conscience. You can't even follow the rules of the church if they conflict with your conscience. And if you if your conscience is clear, you can do something even if it's not strictly under the rules. But if these guys are so twisted up that they don't understand that, then maybe they feel like the only righteous thing to do is blindly uh kill people it's a de facto jihad if they break you know if they offend you in any way or offend the you know that it's their it's their ticket into heaven even if they do everything else wrong i mean i really don't know how uh people 
um, tick. I don't, I'm not, don't like to psychoanalyze people. I almost think it's rude to try to get into other people's heads. You know, I don't like to do that kind of thing. But the, but we also, this goes to a little bit of that deeper history. We have a history of manipulating radical Islam, starting even with the advent of the Muslim Brotherhood in the 20s. Uh, the British and then later the U.S. used that, which was always this radical Islam thing, was a minority sect, a minority movement going back to some ideas, ancient ideas about Islam, and really didn't have a lot of widespread appeal. But we began to use them as a like an intelligence tool. I actually saw a picture yesterday of Eisenhower, President Eisenhower in the Oval Office with a high-ranking uh, member of the Muslim Brotherhood called Ramadan, I guess it was in the 50s, that those guys were intelligence for us and that we've used them against people like Nasser in Egypt, uh, uh, President Assad in Syria. His father was killed like over 10,000 Muslim Brotherhood and Homs in 1984, I think, uh, because they, the Muslim Brotherhood and other, other radical Islam is stuff that we've used in the past to fight the USSR. And my fear is that now we use them to uh, to to undermine the Bill of Rights and and other geopolitical goals that I just don't think are valid. But uh, let me know what you think. Uh, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It is 80 degrees outside the studio and it is a nine on the Mellish meter. Things could change, though. There are clouds in the sky. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And I also have a weekend prize pack for you. So the first person to call 404-741-0750 gets a pair of tickets to see the Atlanta Ballet's production of Mayhem, May 15th through 17th at the Cobb Energy Center, and a McDonald's $25 gift card. So we're talking about uh, a lot of Big ideas stemming from what happened in Garland, Texas last week. There was a Muhammad drawing contest, and then jihadists came. They were shot by police. Nobody else got hurt. Uh, and I defend the, the right to free speech 100%. But it isn't 100% protected. There are actually even political free speech that is not protected, and, and that actually really disturbs me. And I want to talk about that. Uh, Ron, Steve, hang on. I'm going to get to you after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, I give you something completely different. But today is even more different than normal because it's very controversial uh, that I question what... The, what really went on in Texas last week and what the, well, even not even the intent, I don't know if I care about that, it's the impact. I'm afraid that when uh, the jihadists came to attack the Muhammad cartoon drawing contest, they accelerated or intensified our sense of fear, of terrorism, of Sharia, of all that stuff here at home, just in time for the USA Patriot Act, which really 14 years after 9-11, I don't know if we would have embraced that if we were not in this, in this kind of state of fear all the time. 
And I think it's used against us. I really do. Uh, but but most people, when they're talking about this topic, are talking about the fact that uh, this woman, Pam Geller, who started this, was exercising her First Amendment right. And I am to free speech. I am one. I am such a staunch defender of the First Amendment that I defend Pam Geller's right to exercise her right to free speech. And I also defended against Pam Geller. Uh, a, a Muslim guy's right to build a mosque at Ground Zero. I was so, I could really was sick to my stomach that anybody even want to do that near Ground Zero. I hated the idea, uh, but it was his private property. We have freedom of religion. I had to, I had to acknowledge he had the right to do that. I didn't celebrate it. I thought it was hurtful, but she tried to stop him. So I defend her right, and I am a more staunch defender of the First Amendment than she is. But not so our government. There are uh, numerous cases where the First Amendment uh, free speech is limited. Uh, Some um, make sense. or I mean, I'm not saying I agree with them if I really had to think about it with my constitutional hat, but I understand why inciting a riot is not protected. Uh, but that was used against Vietnam protesters. So it can be used to stifle political speech. Uh, burning a cross with the intent to intimidate is not protected. I don't know what other intent you would have to burn a cross, but uh, you are not allowed to do that. So um, it is not a univer- it is not an absolute right to free speech, but there are encroachments on the free speech, Right, which are very political, and that concerns me. Uh, there was a bill, H.R. 347, that passed almost unanimously in both the House and its alternative in the Senate. Everybody but Ron Paul and two other Republicans voted for it. So Ron Paul and two others voted against it. It's called the Trespass Law or something like that. And it says that in uh, Obama signed it. And in any event that the Secret Service will visit or an event of national security, the government has the right to arrest protesters who go near those events. Now, those are the very events that you want to protest a lot of the time. So that was a very controversial law that passed unanimously almost. And it, it directly affects the purpose of the free speech. The free speech amendment is not a, just a right about like you have the right to say whatever you want. It's really designed to protect our right to object to the government. And now we have things called free speech zones, like when the Bundy Ranch, I don't know if you're familiar with that story, a guy um, out west had, uh, he had a dispute with the federal government, they wanted to run the cattle, his cattle off federal lands. There were two sides of the story for sure, but there were a lot of people there who wanted to protest, media wanted to cover it, and they were restricted to what's called free speech zones. I think Waco was the first time I heard about free speech zones. So the rights of free speech is not considered absolute in this country. And uh, as a libertarian, I'm not sure I'm okay with that. I mean, I hate the concept of hate speech, hate crime. I just, it starts getting into thought police territory. So I'm curious to know if you think that the right should be absolute, you're okay with these exceptions. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Steve in Stone Mountain. Hi, Steve, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good, good. Hey, I really admire your uh, commitment to uh, principle. I feel like I have that same commitment, and uh, that sometimes falls on deaf ears. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Two quick points, and I'll get out of your way. I think that this uh, this lady in Texas, Pam Geller, no matter what her motivations were, 
and I, I don't think they're completely pure, but it doesn't matter to me at all that right. they're not pure. I think that she saved us a lot of trouble. Uh, they, these two guys were going to kill someone. They had no problem uh, if, just by the very thought that they could walk in and shoot 200 people. They, they don't care about you. So I'm, I'm totally excited about the end result of this and, and what brought it about. Thank, thank you, Pam Geller. I, it, it, I just, I, I am just totally excited about it. I think the media is losing track of this um, completely with the, all this talk about what she did. And the fact of the matter is, is these guys were about to put on a, a real true-to-life terrorist attack that probably could have conceivably, under the right circumstances, outdid Boston and out, you know, I mean, it, it could have outdone, you know, uh, what happened in Boston. So, well, they were prepared for that. Up up by where the 200 people were was a SWAT team that really looked like a bunch of Blackwater guys. They just were, they were definitely on the job. There was, you know, but I, I understand what you're saying. And yeah, I'm going to respond. I, was that your you second know, point? No, go with it. That's good. That's okay. Good. I, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Thank you, Steve. Uh, here, uh, I agree that... Um, Absolute her right to say whatever she wants, uh, no matter what her intent was, because she has I, there's no mechanism to stop her in my philosophy. I could not go in there and forcibly make her stop talking. I would never do that. I couldn't do that. And this idea, which it sounds harsh about she flushed out jihadis and they were killed and uh, only they were killed. And that was a good thing. For society is really the premise on which FBI stings are basically operated, that they are flushing guys out who would have done harm anyway. The only place where that starts to break down for me is that like 95 percent of terrorist operations that have been stopped by the FBI have also been started by the FBI, that these are almost all stings. And there have been exposés even on Fox News that they go out of their way to find unstable weird people that who they can radicalize and i just i don't like the idea of the systematic creation of evil like one of these guys had been arrested on terrorism charges had a relationship with the fbi he was on probation i wonder why he hadn't gone to jail at all he was basically turned in by a friend of his who had become an informant for the fbi this whole thing like i'm not sure that these guys would have gone anywhere with this if the FBI had never met this guy. I just don't know. I just doesn't. Um, I start to draw a line when it gets to the point where they're actually putting people in danger. I mean, the security guard got shot. And if they were new and the FBI actually notified Garland a few hours in advance about this guy by name being interested in their event. And so I just wonder, did they let it unfold like this? on purpose, uh, even though it did put people in danger, could they gotten ahead of it? They did have the surveillance. They were aware of them. They had a relationship with this guy. I just feel like this story is getting a little bit spun for, you know, kind of political purposes. But hey, <laughs> not everybody agrees with me. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Ron and Sawani. Hi, Ron. You're on with Monica. Ron, are you still with me? I'm going to put you back on hold in case you uh, put me on hold. And I'm going to go to John and Griffin. Hi, John. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. Are you wear the term false flag? 
Uh, yes, I know what a false flag is, but I'll tell you, John, hold on, I'm going to tell the people. Because when I first did the show, first started doing the show several years ago, I did not know what a false flag was. But it is, it is a false flag is when the government... Uh, it came traditionally from where you would run uh, the flag of your enemy up on your ship, then do something really bad to make it look like the enemy was attacking to justify an action that otherwise would not be justifiable. It's called a false flag. It is an absolute staple of, uh, of the state and their strategies. Go, John. Just like Hitler used in World War II when he burned the Reichstag and built it on... Yes. The, the I don't so, think there's any dispute that he made that he did that on purpose to create a crisis that he could exploit. Yeah, I, I just think you're right in the comment that you made earlier that we're being offered security at the cost of our liberty. And the Bill of Rights isn't, is, you know, we, we have to protect our Bill of Rights. Yeah, I, that's what I think is actually should be the answer here. What's your protection against creeping Sharia? An absolutely black and white, undying devotion to every tenet in the Bill of Rights, which protects us against the government doing stuff like that. I think it's the Second Amendment. We really need that, the Second Amendment. I think that holds it all together. I do. I, I, I have made the controversial statement that if every person in the world had a gun, we would probably be safer and freer. Okay, I just wanted to think yeah. a lot of what you're saying. Makes a lot Thanks. Of sense. Thanks, John. I, I, I think that, you know, it's when you get to the principles, I'm not advocating for, I, I don't want this Pam Geller to have trouble. I'm not saying that. I, I don't even think that it should matter what her motives are in defending her free speech. But how we deal with the problem that this incident uh, brought before us, uh, you know, highlighted to us is very important that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and allow stuff like the USA Patriot Act to encroach on our rights because this gives us some fear. I'm going to Craig and Griffin. Craig, you're on with Monica. Uh, yes, ma'am. I was going to say you were asking about the absolute free speech. And yeah. I believe that, I mean, you know, it was intended to be absolute free speech, but the the men that created this country, this country was created as one nation under God. And, you know, these people lived by a certain moral code where you didn't go into the areas like you mentioned earlier, hate speech and these things. And uh, even like Thomas Jefferson, you know, they they believed in free speech, but, they, you know, they were, you know, they believe, also believed in, you know, in God limiting what was said. Because, you know, Christians and God-fearing men don't say certain things. You know, Craig, I looked into that. I was looking at the Adams, uh, some Adams quotes. There was a John Adams quote that said, this system would not work if we did not have, like, a moral and religious people because your own, uh, you're behaving your own certain way is critical to having this kind of liberty. And then, I guess I peeled the onion one layer too far. He said a lot of things that would undermine the idea that it was meant to be a, uh, a, a Christian society. Rather, it was really meant to be a, a secular law, which is what it is. They, they actually deliberately separated church and state. But boy, some of those Adams quotes I, really left me thinking. But it does go to a thought that I had, which was 
uh, we really, as libertarians, and the founders were the same way, have to think about your own behavior. So society is self-ordering because there's consequences to um, the way you interact with people. But, of course, the government itself is there to protect your rights, and it must do that, and I'll defend that to the death. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Talking about free speech, let me read to you the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That is, as all the Bill of Rights, a limitation on government power. Uh, I am going to uh, Mike in Conyers. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Uh, hello. I wanted to uh, make sure I heard something right. I think a few minutes ago you may have said that 95% of the thwarted terrorist attacks domestically here were actually orchestrated by our government. Yes. Is that an actual figure, or is that just a figure of speech? Well, no. That I just posted on my Facebook page the two sources I got that, and there's another source. I just didn't have time to uh, pull wow. out. The New York Times was one of them. 11 out of 12, it was, of the ones that it looked at, I think. I haven't read that article no. in a while. but And the other was uh, Fox News Judge Napolitano did like a five-minute video mm-hmm. on how they do it. Wow. Uh, then my other comment is this. I mean, that's good to know. And to me, um, if they can do this in a way that it doesn't really put the public at risk, and I, that's the big if in this instance, I'm all in favor of baiting these guys. And I was hoping that this particular situation out in Texas might have had a little increment of that. Maybe they found out about it at the last minute. They didn't have time to warn the public or whatever, but they were just prepared. Is your opinion that the uh, activity out in Texas was actually uh, somewhat orchestrated or at least allowed to occur after they knew about Uh, it? it I actually have no opinion on that. I have no evidence of that. My only thing, I just brought that up because... This story is so not detailed. There's so so many holes in it. It doesn't hang together. There's nothing. So I can't, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I think given that statistic about the FBI and this guy's relationship with the FBI, I would say uh, I question the timing of this thing. I don't know either way, but I am. I don't tend to accept the mainstream media's narrative of this stuff when it doesn't hold together. But we're going to continue this conversation after the break. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 